MGC Hollywood. Stay classy. I just keep refreshing the page on the Melty Blood uh, Twitter. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, man, the Twitter, yeah, man, because I was like, did they post anything new today? They've been posting stuff like every day, but maybe it's not a work day. Yeah, it's because they're ahead, so it was probably Saturday for, for yeah. that on our Friday. I was waiting. I was like, oh, man, I want to see another 10-second video. I'm like fiending over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it is, man. I was like, oh, oh I'm scratching <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode 36. My name is Max Bleiser, and I'm joined by Pringle the One, as I am each and every week. Pringle One Man, I told you before this uh, podcast started that you'll probably have to carry me on this show, because... <laughs> I can read through them. <laughs> I thought about that too. I should offer I'm a terrible friend. Yeah, yeah, read everything, motherfucker. <laughs> I can read through them. Yeah, man. No, I meant more like uh, on the on the energy scale because I'm under the oh, weather. Yeah, yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. Right, man. right on, right on. So, uh, uh, hey, man, uh, we'll have we have a pretty short show today, but I think it's an important show. We have a few announcements, and uh, it is weird that uh, <laughs> I'm also sick, and we have a bit of slow week, so it all makes sense, but. Uh, how you been, man? I know I, I'm not I'm not 100, percent but uh, how, how are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually I'm you, dude. I haven't been sick in like more than almost. I'm getting to two years, man, of not being sick, man. And I've been in and out of hospitals and doing all kinds of stuff that gets that would get me sick, man. I'm I think I had something where like I just didn't feel good, like. But I think it was more so my allergies. They were just not like very good, and I think I. They like I get sometimes I get like really bad allergies, but as long as I keep up with this like this nasal spray, I think I'm pretty good. So I've been doing pretty good, man. Probably gonna toss some sandbags out later after this, man. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean that's uh, that's really good. I I'm not I normally don't get uh, sick a lot, but I don't know. Just this last week, I've been feeling under the weather for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't get much worse once I get the second COVID shot in like, you know, four days. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, people say they feel real weird or bad after that second one. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I I mean, yeah. I felt uh, I didn't feel anything as far as like uh, like cold symptoms or anything after the first one. It's just my shoulder hurt. But I heard the second one is um, that one's a doozy. So we'll see. Yeah. Hey. Once we get that one, put your ass out. They're gonna give it to you. You're gonna fall out, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Pringle. Like I said, we really don't have too much to talk about this week. Um, also, we'll probably go a little shorter since we're recording this about uh, a couple hours before the PlayStation Four tournament for Hollywood is supposed to start. So I kind of want to be there for Broken in case he needs me to um, help run the bracket and stuff. So it all kind of works out well. But uh, like I, I alluded to earlier, so we have a couple announcements before we start with the actual agenda for this show. So um, number one, we'll just get this out of the way. So I've been thinking about it for uh, really the last two weeks, but I kind of thrown out the idea to you um, last week about uh, moving um, FGC Hollywood from a weekly basis to a bi-weekly basis. And... Uh, you and I both discussed and we figured out, I was like, hey, you know what, that's actually a pretty good idea because of the fact that uh, we'll be able to put out two 
quality shows a month instead of putting just four shows a month that, you know, might be quality. Sometimes it might be, you know, really slow and we don't really have a lot to talk about and we just have to kind of manufacture something. And that's something I really wanted to avoid because, um, you know, you, you and I know other fighting game podcasts that do that. And like, I don't want to be in that same space. <laughs> so, uh, it, it made sense for us to go bi-weekly. So that's why we're recording this week and, uh, we'll just take it on with that schedule moving forward. So, um, basically one week on one week off and, You'll get two shows a month that way. I kind of want to maybe even change the format. So, mm-hmm. you know, with having a week off, I'm able to basically compile notes the same way that I do now, but then really cherry pick, right? Take the things that are really interesting and not, you know, every single news item or everything that happens. You know, I can cover things, you know, in, in a different way if, you know, if they don't fit in the show. But... um mm-hmm. As far as like adding things to the show, like I really want them to be quality and I want them to to make sense uh, for the listeners and just have to deliver something that's different that they wouldn't, you know, have anywhere otherwise. So I would like to to really kind of get creative with the podcast. I'm not entirely sure what I'll do with it moving forward, but uh, I do kind of want to, uh, you know, do something where they can only get at FGC Hollywood and not at, you know, other podcasts. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to figure some stuff mm-hmm. out. A couple of the other reasons why I am wanting to move to bi-weekly is because, um, I mean, outside of the better planning for, for each and every week, uh, it also frees me up some time to work on other projects. So I've also been wanting to try to get more comfortable with streaming. So, you know, that takes time. Um, so I would like to try to do that. And also, you know, it, it frees me up to do like my, um, my written essays, which, which those are, I enjoy doing those. So basically on the the podcast off week, I can work on those. It's also something that we can uh, plan in advance if we ever wanted to do like a live show. Um, If it's basically just all listener questions or, you know, just like a different format, uh, be it on, you know, if we stream it to Twitch or YouTube, we we can have it all planned out and and not be like an impromptu. So uh, those could be like special occasions since we are we don't we do normally record the podcast. Um offline and then obviously it's edited out and then put online so instead uh we can do something special like a live stream podcast if uh maybe i don't know if maybe for like number 40 or 50 you know depending on how how things play out but uh yeah it just gives us more time Mm -hmm. to prepare which is why i kind of wanted to go with this move so i know i mean you and i have already spoken about going bi-weekly but uh how how do you feel about uh the show moving to that format Oh, yeah, man, it's pretty good. I mean, I like every sometimes I don't, you know, that'd be nice. Sometimes, you know, as much as I love it, sometimes I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it does it does make it so that it's easier because sometimes it, I, there are just days where it's like, man, I don't even want to exist. You know what I'm saying? I just want to lay in the floor and just mm-hmm. <laughs> put I my head that. in. It. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be great, man. And I'm definitely down for a live show. We could definitely do more of those or, or special occasion type of things. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. We'll yeah. have to figure that out eventually. I'll have to get a little more tech savvy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it is it is definitely an option that we can start doing in the future, especially since the show is um, it's steadily growing. Right. We're not like hitting outrageous yeah. numbers, but like week by week, I can see that um, it is steadily growing. So I think. 
just delivering more quality, even though it'll be less frequent, I think will also pay dividends. So, uh, and also it's all, I think it's good. Once you have something all the time, you don't want it as much, right? So I think giving people less, but, you know, building the anticipation for the show, it kind of, it rejuvenates the show a little bit. It gives it not a new life because I think we're doing fairly well, but it, it does make it more every show now is is a little bit more special because you only get two of them mm-hmm. a month instead of four so it's uh i think i think it'll be good especially with regards to the quality of the show so i think uh, i think this is the right move and hopefully the people who are um, listening to this podcast and supporting it are uh are okay with that but uh, i think in the long run it'll definitely pay dividends they, they gonna hate us like man what the hell man man i ain't got nothing on monday man i slug y'all man <laughs> So like, what the hell is this? Where's yeah. my content? <laughs> yeah, you're all gonna. You're gonna you're gonna have to find the replacement for our off week with uh, you know Juna or Clayton oh, or somebody. <laughs> it's all good oh, though. Boy. I mean, there's plenty of options out there for for FGC news and all that. So I think uh, other people can can have that space while I would like to do something a little bit different and, and kind of get creative with it. So, you know, it just takes it takes time to build. The, the problem is um, I wouldn't make this move if it wasn't for the fact that, like, you know, if I had, like, a producer or an editor or any of those other kind of behind-the-scenes people, then, yeah, it would be a lot easier. But I'm literally all those people <laughs> because... That's so true, yeah. You know, I host, I'm part, I'm, I'm, I'm one half of the host of this show and then I edit it and then I also compile the show notes together. So it's, uh, you know, not that I'm complaining, but it is time consuming. And with regards to quality, I think that uh, having that off week, more mm-hmm. time to prepare will definitely be a, be a good move. Yeah, man. It'll help. Yeah, definitely. Announcement number two is, uh, this kind of came out of the blue, but you know, shout out to Broken a Wing again. So he's, uh. In a couple hours, he'll host our PlayStation 4 tournament for Hollywood. But uh, he also approached me on on this little thing. So this is pretty neat. Um, he's setting up a Discord exhibition for Guilty Gear Strive. And this is on PC, right? So no no more that debating that's happening on PS4. I guess we didn't really say it. But uh, last uh, was it last week or the week before I put out that poll of, uh, hey, who wants to play uh, Strive? And then I said, okay, let's see. PlayStation 4, PC, and people voted for PS4. And then for the longest time, we only had two players. So I was like, oh, y'all debated me. Y'all debated me, you console players, to put put out a console tournament, and only two showed up. But uh, right now, it looks like we might have eight, so that's good. But uh, this this thing, the exhibition, will be happening on PC. So Broken Wing is setting this up. He wants to do FGC Hollywood versus Fighting Game University, which is another big Discord, actually. Not that we're big, but like they're they're a fairly large Discord. And uh, basically do an exhibition, which is a team exhibition. So uh, it's going to be happening on, happening on August 14th. The exact time is to be determined. I still don't have all the details, but uh, here are the rules. So it's going to be single elimination. If you win three times, you're on the bench, unless you're the anchor, obviously. And matches will go until one team is out of players. So just basically a single uh Single elimination exhibition, uh, and then the captains, the assigned captains for each team will decide the order for the team. So I'm assuming it'll be predetermined who who goes on. So not that we know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of scouting going on, but you won't be able to counterplay against, you know, the other teams, kind of like how they did with that 15 versus 15 exhibition um, a couple weeks ago. 
So we'll get more details once we get closer. But uh, yeah, if you are a Guilty Gear Strive player on PC and you enjoy this podcast and you you know you feel like you're part of the community, please join our Discord and uh, you'll be able to enter this exhibition, especially once we get all the details. I think it'll be fun. Um, I probably won't play, to be honest. I'll, I'll be down to commentate. Broken Ring said he will uh, stream it on his uh, Discord or rather on his Twitch. So uh, maybe I can get on the mic with him. I don't know if you'd be interested in that as well. But uh, yeah, I thought it would be I thought it'd be cool if we can get some uh, some people in Hollywood and if they just want to play. It's uh, it's an exhibition, right? It's nothing too serious. And there's uh, basically just a kind of community event against another community. So uh, I figured uh, that yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty dope. And we have a lot of PC players that play Strive and then enjoy it. So I think uh, we can uh, have a good time. So. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this and you want to be a part of this on the FGC Hollywood side or on the Fighting Game University side, uh, you can reach out to both parties. But uh, the uh, the link for our Discord is always in the bottom of the uh, description of every single YouTube version of this podcast, so you can always find us there. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It should be it should be a fun event. Y'all better not lose, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> don't lose. Man. We don't take no losers around here, man. I, I think I think we have a if, especially if the players that I think will join play I think we have a pretty good pretty good chance depending on who they got over there but uh, you know we we have some people on the Discord who have put in some time with Strive and uh, yeah I think I think we can get some some favor you know we I don't think we'll get shut out that's for sure but uh, we'll, we'll get a couple of dubs that's, that'll be uh, that'll be fun is Broken gonna compete in it I don't I don't believe so I think he's just the host good good. Don't want him pulling out that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that character. <laughs> he plays. Uh, he plays Angie, actually. Oh, you know, oh yeah. man, I heard he worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, sp- speaking of Strive, I just wanted to kind of uh, thread this into the show. I didn't really know where to put it, but I, I, have you been seeing the uh, the discourse around um, Guilty Gear Strive the last I don't know two three weeks where First of all, Guilty Gear Strive has really dominated the airwaves. Almost it seems mm-hmm. like with uh, we've kind of we've kind of slowed down personally because we're on that melty hopium, right? <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, um, man, so I'm out here smoking it. Yep. Yeah, but uh, like uh, the FGC has really been strive, strive, strive all the time, and you know that's, that's good. That obviously that's uh, that's good that people care about their game, but um, the discourse has been really from like lately the like Capcom players mostly are like, man, if I knew, you know, that this is Guilty Gear and then, you know, I went to go watch some older Guilty Gear footage of older games like Exert. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I really should have tried this out back in the day. And I was like, bro, like, mm-hmm. I was like, Cap- Capcom players really out here not hey. playing any other game. That's amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, How does it happen? I- <laughs> that's what i was wondering man man i don't understand it either but i don't understand it even in the case of the smash players man like there's look man i if i would have been around that much different things i would have definitely tried all of that stuff period man there is no way i wouldn't have tried all that stuff i know that in the arcade environment a lot of those dudes they would just play anything because well you have to wait for a big line what are you gonna do? You just gonna play that fake game over there, or you're gonna play some Tekken or Tag One 
or you're going to play something else. But it is really weird that I noticed that with a lot of these guys where they're like, man, whoa, I didn't know this game exists. I'm like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? How much do are you what were you smoking like where you like, been yeah <laughs> man like what the hell you been like those dudes it's not even like the games are that far apart it's like them dudes are like two tvs away from where the hell like a street fighter thing is like honestly that's really weird like in my scene we play multiple games many of us play multiple different games even if we're not that good at it we still play a lot of multiple different games but man, when I hear some of those Capcom dudes where all they know is Street Fighter, I'm like, whoa, man. Like, even Daigo, which all he does is play Street Fighter, knows Guilty Gear. Like, god damn. Yeah. But yeah, I saw the discourse on Twitter and you got people like Snake Eyes and Brian F being like, yeah, hey, yeah. man, we, we kind of missed the boat on this. And be like, yeah, no shit. Like, what, like, you what, you think Street Fighter is, is the only, only game right. out there? That's ridiculous. But, uh, it's, at least they see the light now. But, yeah. It, I was like, I always thought it was a meme. I was like, yeah, I know. you know, Capcom players really don't play anything else. I thought, I was like, you know, it kind of is true, but not really. They probably play other things. I was like, dude, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. don't. No, man. Well, I mean, because it's like, it, I mean, yeah, no, it's true. So Punk, I guess, is, a, is an example I can use where I've seen him only play like Street Fighter. And I think when BB Tag dropped, he played that one. I think he played some DBFZ. He played all the new stuff, right? But man, I don't think I've heard of this. I don't think I've heard much of him before anything before Street Fighter Five. Maybe he played other things, but I never heard of him and playing anything else. Even Sonic Fox played like well, you know, you know, we know he plays multiple stuff, but he definitely has played a lot of different things and even competed in those things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's to me, man, personally, it's really, really weird. Like that thing with the Capcom player. Well, I remember when the Marginal Bomb would always say that, like, man, y'all talk about Guilty Gear like you know it. He was not joking, man. None of these people know Guilty Gear, bro. And it's like, it's almost like to say Guilty Gear Rev 2 was pretty niche. I would say it's pretty niche. Maybe it was because of Strive's marketing and and the netcode. And I, I personally, I think that the, the netcode is a big carry, but the lack of everything else re being released. Like, imagine if there was Street Fighter 6 that dropped around Strive, those Capcom players no. wouldn't even know what it looked like. Yep. They wouldn't even know what Strive or anything looked like. So it's definitely one of those cases where it's like, it's such a drought in fighting games that it's either I play Strive or I'm playing Street Fighter V. And those dudes are probably exhausted of Street Fighter V, especially the ass netcode. So they can't even enjoy the game when they want to actually just play and sit down because the netcode is so trash. So you have this situation where it's like, well, you know how you said they, they, they left a boat, man? They ain't even seen that there was a boat, man. They ain't even <laughs> know there was tickets, man. <laughs> Yeah, that it's it's really it's amazing. It's I I always thought it was a meme, but uh, just seeing mm -hmm. the discourse on Twitter, I'm like, wow, you guys are really something. Even the games that like have come out within you know recently, not recently, but around the same time, mm -hmm. like be it uh, you know like Undernight shares some Street Fighter esque qualities, mm -hmm. right? Grand Blue especially, right? Grand Blue yeah, is man. very Street Fighter esque. It's like even those games, like you guys did not try them out at all. Like they're kind of close to your game, and you guys are like, no, more Street Fighter. <laughs> I need all to right. keep blocking some Sonic booms, mm -hmm. <laughs> dude. And you know, it, it it wants me. It makes me want to go back to, uh, like I was saying in Discord, I think yesterday, where I felt I had three games back then. I had Tekken, Rev Two, and Skullgirls. Legit, I felt like I had like the the three. The, mm -hmm. the the damn the the triangle right there man the perfect triangle you got your so slow pace ish 
you got your fast ass, and then you got your retarded reset type of game, right? I had I had the Trinity, man. And then I stopped playing Rev 2 because I got tired of the YRC system. The netcode is better than Tekken, I feel. But then I got tired of Tekken because of the low times and the slug festing and the netcode. And I just shelved that. And then I got tired of Skullgirls, of course, as you know. But, like, it's so weird that, like, for me personally, and I know there are people that do it. And, you know, that's cool with them. Whatever. I can't just play one fighting game, dude. There, It's like video games to me. I play a myriad of different video games. And I opened up more to them. When I started streaming, I started playing a lot more things. Before, all I did was play JRPGs, some platformers, a couple puzzlers here and there. But that's all I played, right? Mm -hmm. But I opened it up to what I could play. And, man, like, it, I get bored of playing just one fighting game, dude. I don't know how people can just keep playing the same one over and over again. But I feel like my, the rate of my burnout is so much faster when all I do is play one. Like, if all I did was play one... I'm just going to burn out and get tired of playing it. So, like, if you get tired of one, you're going to be like, I don't feel like playing this. Let me just play something else. And I felt like, in a way, it improves me as a player because I get to play something different while also practicing the muscle memory type stuff. Yeah, it's really, really important. I I didn't have three, but the what I did back when I was mainly a Tekken player is that mm -hmm. I would I play play Tekken as my main game. And then when I get burnt out or whatever... Yeah. I'd be like, all right, let me go to Undernight. So I would just switch to yeah, know, Tekken, man. Undernight, Tekken, Undernight. And then, but I would I would try other games that have come out in that, you know, same time frame. So I tried Million Arthur. I tried, obviously, Dead or Alive uh, 6 when that came out. And I've played all of these other games just to kind of get a, a feel for them. But I always went back to, you know, Tekken 7 and Undernight and Birth, specifically ST. But, uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, the Capcom players are really they they're almost blind to or oblivious to the fact that there are other games and there are other quality games as well because you should have heard snake eyes i think i don't know if people put it in our discord or not but like that little yeah, clip of him talking about exert he's like man i should have been playing this this whole time <laughs> it was like bro where were you you can't just tell me you were playing i know you wasn't out there just playing street fighter 5 because you was you weren't making it anymore in Street Fighter Five, bro. So what? What are we doing, man? Like you might as well play something else or get in the speed running, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the other one. He was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Hey, man, right quick. Don't ever trust anybody that tells you Street Fighter Two Turbo is good. Don't trust them. Do not <laughs> trust anybody that says that. The, those Capcom dudes will be like, man, I love playing Street Fighter Two Turbo. I'm like, mm, I guess so. Mm. That's, like, that's like that's how you respond. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right, James Chan. Let's, uh, you know, don't talk to me. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Mm, yeah, mm, I can see what kind of person you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got uh, no Hollywood show of the week this week. I really, again, I've been kind of under the weather. I haven't been doing much outside of uh, just slowly dying. So <laughs> I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have anything this week. Uh, but we do have uh, a Hollywood question of the week, sort of. But we're going to play... Uh, guess the content creator. All right. Oh, no. So, so we're going to. Uh, I'm gonna give you these content creators and their habits and what they do, and and you're gonna guess them. All right. So I have uh, five examples here, and uh, the last one. I'm pretty sure you should be able to get all of these. I think. Okay. But uh, I'll I'll try to help you out if you don't. So. And uh, people who are listening, please play along. So this is Hollywood Plays Guess the Content Creator. This should be pretty easy, the first one. 
So during any given stream, this person most likely will say the phrase, mods, clean up the chat. He's <laughs> like, low tip guy. <laughs> Yo, he's in the strive too, which is funny, man. <laughs> and he's getting bodied. <laughs> he's so yeah, I was watching, I was watching, man was like, what the? I don't know what the is an RC. <laughs> <Stop dragging up. laughs> I was like, bro, and he's playing Axel. It's such a like a like that's a that's the most transitional character you could take from somebody from Street Fighter, yo. Mm -hmm. Axel, man, a, a pokey zoner kind of character. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's a <laughs> dude to something. But you're good. Okay, you're one for one. <laughs> okay, number two. The video starts. And you hear a voice in the background, and it says, hello, and welcome. Isn't it, uh, what that do, Rufflemonger? Yeah, Rufflemonger. <laughs> Ruffle, I don't know. What kind of name? It's a weird name, man, to be honest. Rufflemonger. I don't, I, I don't really know what it means either, but uh, without fail, every single video of his starts with that long hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh yeah it's a, it's a little strange especially since you can't see his face so it uh it's very it's a unique um... I just someone said hello and well I'm like man what's wrong with you man punch him in the face <laughs> get away from me yeah well I mean they all have their kind of thing right like Juno looks at the yeah, camera everybody. rubs his hands <laughs> everybody gotta have that thing right yeah all right so number three this content creator is famous for saying these words. Y'all want to make a tier list real quick? Is it Justin Wong? Close. In the family. In the family. Hmm. In the sponsored family. Kizzy K? Kizzy, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. He says, uh, what's up, Kizzingtons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, he... Uh, he loves tier lists and he loves making them. So, yeah, he has multiple uh, multiple videos where he says that. It's pretty funny. Mm. All right, man, you're you're three for three. I'll mm. I'll give the uh, I'll give I'll give you that one because Justin Kizzy, yeah, the content's the same. Yeah, I was gonna say it's <laughs> pretty much the same person, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, number four. The video starts and this person will either do one of two things: touch his hair or say, "You know what, chat room." <laughs> Sage M, Sage M. Yo, why he always? Why doesn't he just like put his hair in like a goddamn like like a band or something, man? The dude is always messing with it. Maybe he likes doing that. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not sure. Or like wear a hat or something if it bothers him that much. But yeah, uh, like that would be so annoying. Honestly, always doing that. Like maybe that's his thing. It's like <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it could be his thing. Yeah, it could be like his. His, uh, maybe it's like a nervous tick of some sort. I, don't know. I was about to say it's his tick, yeah, because mm -hmm. you know people have ticks, man. Yeah, and they're very weird ticks, man. Like, uh, like his might be where he's nervous, he does it even more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or maybe when he's thinking, right? He he runs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play with my beard, but that's not a, really a tick. I just think it looks cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, and the final one is an audio one, so. Take a listen to this clip and see if you can identify this person. All right. <laughs> Who laughs like that, dog? <laughs> Come on, you have to know this one. Yo, I don't know who laughs like that, man. <laughs> 
There's only one person in the FGC. No. There's only one person in the FGC. I was like, if I laugh like that, kill me. (laughs) (laughs) He used to be uh, uh, one half of a show that you really liked. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let me hear that joint again. Hold (laughs) up. Gutex, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Dude, I remember. And I remember him laughing like that. Man, Gutex is like a freaking like a relic, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, you see how fast we buried that? <laughs> yeah, the boomers, the boomers of this show should know that laugh, but uh, the Zoomers be like, "Who's that?" I have no idea. Yeah, man, that's like two year apart. Cause like, I mean, when did his show stop, man? In like 2016, 17. Not even that long ago, I don't think. No, I think it was towards um, like the beginning of 2019 is when they stopped. Yeah, because uh, they did play Street Fighter Five. So yeah, it didn't it didn't last nearly as long. I think I think by the time, because I think Mike left in 2017, like mid 2017, and then he kind of kept it going for about a year and change, but it, they weren't consistent, and he had different guests on, and the show kind of took on its own. Uh, different format with no mic there so i think i think he made it to 2019 but not very um very shaky legs and then he obviously uh eh. he canceled it but um i missed that show man yeah it was a good one man we, i wish there was something we, we we could do i wish there was somebody doing something similar like that that was pretty fun man if we had yeah. the, if we were close we could do that <laughs> yeah i would do the poverty Ex- excellent adventures with melty blood i know right that's what i <laughs> Yo, man, you didn't pick the right Satsuki, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, speaking of Melty Blood, I kind of wanted to to talk about this on this episode as well. So um, the the Melty Blood, the discourse around it has been kind of strange to me, even in our own Discord, to be honest. like, uh, yeah. So you and I have been extremely excited for this game, right? Melty Blood type oh, Lumina yeah, for, the, for the people who aren't uh, informed with this game. It's... Uh, it's a Type Moon property that that's coming in September or late September. Uh, probably most of you are going to play it in early October if you get a day one. And it's a, obviously it's a long time game, and uh, the excitement for a lot of I think old heads in the FGC for this game is pretty high. I think I don't know if, if new if newbies uh, to the FGC really know about this game like we do, but. Um, for us, this game means, symbolizes a lot, right? Because it almost symbolizes a return to of old of of, of oh. games we used to really love and adore, like in the you know around the twenty twelve era to twenty fifteen or so, where you know I think personally games, especially the two D ones, the anime ones, were really really high caliber. And Type Lumina looks to be a lot like those games that uh, that we used to love. So I've I've seen people who are excited, but I've also seen people who, uh, for some reason, on online are not kind of negative with the game, and are it's not even out. We don't even have like that much information. Like I told you before the the show started, how yeah. you know every night I go to the the Melty Blood Twitter to see if you put <laughs> ten second clip on there because I I'm fiending for more of it because uh, the game. I mean I I don't know if, if you've seen those clips, but I mean how beautiful is that game? Yeah, everything, man. Yeah, you you know me, man. I'm too, bro. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm watching the trailer like every day, man. Like I just go with the garbage, and I'm like, oh man, let me play the trailer, and then I see the stuff, and I'm like, oh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, this is really one of the games that I've really really been excited for. And it's been a long time coming. Like, I don't remember being this excited for a game since the anticipation for Persona 4 Arena Ultimax in, in 2014. Oh, 
Um, and even with Tekken 7, like I was really excited for Tekken 7 because, you know, one, I didn't like Tag 2 and then I played a little Revolution and I played 6 during a time. But Tekken 7 had such a long rollout that, you know, I saw it in 2015 for the first time. I didn't get my hands on it until 2017. So it took a while for me to uh, to get to Tekken 7. So, you know, with this, because of the fact that everything has been in such a uh, a short proximity to each other, where we have you know, the teaser trailer to the announced detail trailers to the release date, all of it is like within a couple months of each other. So uh-huh. the excitement has really been ramping up for me. So I'm, I'm really interested in this game. But the discourse around it, I don't know if, and maybe we did this with Strive, to be honest with you. And if if uh-huh. we did, I apologize because this is it's really been disheartening to see. Of oh, I see a lot of people who almost want this game to fail because of the fact that they're not as interested <laughs> in it, which is very strange. Well, personally, I didn't. I like I I said after I played Strive that I kind of wanted it to fail, but in the end of the day, I knew that it was going to succeed pretty well. And it like I say that in a type of passing thing. I don't really want it to fail. I don't want it to succeed, but I don't want it to fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want it to succeed because personally, I don't think the game is up to snuff. So I feel like you're not getting what you're you're paying for. That's why I don't want it to succeed. But for Strive, I, in the end, I wouldn't want it to really fail because the more interest Strive gets, that's more people in the FGC and more people comes with better people that could help make things better. And, you know, overall, you might meet new people and stuff like that, which is good. But I have seen that people aren't too appreciative of Melty Blood. But what confuses me, though, is that the only thing that Melty Blood has shown me that makes it so it might not be, like, might be something you don't like is the auto combo. We we haven't seen any of the movement. So we don't know. Even though we know we have an idea, it might be like Unio mixed with Melty. But we still haven't really seen the movement. So it might be like all they did is take away the fact that you could double jump out of an air dash for God knows, you know, just like something like that. And even then they said that with the heat extension or this, the magic circuits, you can get a new a, a jump, an extra jump or another dash, air dash. That's ridiculous. I never heard of a game doing something like that. Not many games will do something weird like that. So like outside of just that, the auto combos, I haven't really... I haven't really seen anything that would make me think it shouldn't succeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing really saying that it's going to be bad. I mean, it's even less. It's cheaper. Like, the base price of the game is cheaper. So, like, it's like, come on, man. Like, what What are they? Whoa. You know, Melty is poverty, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You out here you out here wanting somebody that, that was eating dirt to continue eating dirt with water. Come on, man. <laughs> Cannot eat at all. It's yeah, hard. man. Seriously. <laughs> It's been, it's been it's been strange for sure. I've seen a lot of naysayers for this game, and I'm like, why? It, first of all, it hasn't shown us nearly as much as other games who have come out recently, mm-hmm. and it's so difficult to judge. But it's just it's just been very disheartening to see because it seems like a lot of people, especially online. I mean, you know how FGC online mm-hmm. is. It's 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 so different than FGC offline. I kind of want to get to that here in a bit, but uh, the just the, the online discourse. It's been disheartening to see the fact that like people, because of the fact that they don't like this game, they're being really disparaging with it and are very uh, almost like dismissive and be like, yeah, but it's like this and it's got that. It's like, I don't know, man, like just let let somebody else who really cares for this game be happy. And uh, I don't know, maybe I came off like that when Strive came out because I didn't really 
appreciate the direction that was going with Shive. But I will say, if if I was a naysayer for Strive, it was mostly because of the fact that I, I knew that the game was going to be successful, kind of like how you did. And mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't going to be for the reasons why hardcore FGC fighting game players, you know, they why they play the game. It's for the other reasons, mm-hmm. like Dragon Ball, right? Like Dragon Ball Fighter was really successful. But not for the right reasons, I don't think, right? Not for, for our reasons. So that type of precedent that is set that, you know, if you make a game like this, it sells. Is it detrimental to the FGC overall? Probably not. But is is it selling for reasons that are beyond the FGC? Yes. So what does that mean? That means we'll get more games that way. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why I was kind of really apprehensive with the release of Strive because I was like, ah, man, this is... Uh, it's trending in a direction where I didn't like as a hardcore. But as the game itself, like, I did not want it to fail. If, if you really love Guilty Gear, like, go do you, right? Like, here I am. I, you know, I hardly play the game. And here I am, you know, running a, a PlayStation tournament for all, you know, intensive purposes. It's like a, a Strive PlayStation tournament in Hollywood. Like, I don't like any of those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't put that in a sentence. <laughs> like the Drake me. <laughs> right. So, but like, if you enjoy a game, then that's great to see. But uh, yeah, I would just, I would like, especially it seems like the younger crowd, to be honest, like um, give Melty a chance and maybe try to look at old Melty and, and see why it's uh, it's special. See what the boomers see, right? Like the, the reason why this game is uh, so exciting for a lot of us uh, old heads, quote unquote, in the FGC. So if I tell you what, if that this is a, like a legit sincere apology, if I did that, if I took away any enjoyment or fun from you playing Strive, that's my bad. I, that was not my intention whatsoever because I see that people are doing that with Melty Blood and I'm like, oh, that's that's a shame. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't try to bring somebody down just because you don't like uh, a certain thing so and i will i would say the same thing man i apologize if i ruined your experience with strive i hope that i did it though because i feel like everybody's like man suck a dick Pringle. and if you <laughs> felt that way perfect because that's the whole point like i mean i like i said i don't like the game but i will say that it has done some good things with it but like it it is it, but i feel like though so man i will say that i feel like people have been pretty content with melty from what i've seen mm-hmm. but see Melty Blood, so the thing about Melty Blood compared to Strive is Melty Blood don't got that kind of money. It doesn't have that kind of ability to do so many of the things Strive does. I mean, think about it. In the week we've had, the, the game, in the last couple of weeks, we've known so much about the game compared to the amount of time and years you had to wait to know anything about Strive. Like, you, you would have spent, like, legit another year or two just trying to figure out if the game was even coming out the right time. We figured out in the span of a week or two when the game is coming out, what the game has to offer, what's it going to look like. Dude, like everything we've gone and learned so quickly that it's like it's just like how games used to drop back then, man. But back now, like it almost feels like you're picking on a little guy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like Strive is a he's a giant, man. This dude is like seven foot. Melty Blood is like two feet, man. Like. <laughs> Like two feet, bro. Like, hey, look, listen. The Melty Blood trailer only got like 120,000 views. Ramon from KOF 14 dropped, and he got just even more views than her. Than Melty Blood. I said her. <laughs> I said more than Melty, man. It's like, come on, man. You ain't touching that, man. Melty is not touching any of that. It's a very small thing. So it's like, when I when I, when people like bash on Melty, it's like, come on, man. You you bashing on the little guy, man. That's what it feels like. 
You think they're threatened by the Melty aura? I don't know, man, because at the end <laughs> at the end of the day, Melty doesn't win anything. You know what I'm saying? It wins it wins our hearts. It but it doesn't heart. win anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it won my heart, but it never has won anything. So many people have been playing that game. Uh, like, think about the, the the fan base. They're so savage. They ain't doing this for no rev. They ain't doing this for no accent core. The, the, the freaking fan base is so savage that they managed to figure out a way to play some uh, godlike-ass netcode that they are even trading their IPs, man. That is something <laughs> that you cannot replicate. You cannot replicate that amount of love for their game. So yeah, when Melty Blood Type Lumina drops and it looks really good, hell yeah, we're gonna be all in it, man. It looks great. And it's been a drought, man. It's been a drought, dog. Like, like let's be honest, it's been a pretty bad drought. But yeah, if I ever felt like if I ever said anything that made you not like Strive, my bad, man. I didn't mean to say it like that. But I will always just say at the end of the day, man, just tell me to go F off or something. But like at the end of the day, dude. I don't like that game. And if you like it, that's cool. Enjoy your games, dude. Like you might not like people that are playing Strive might not like Melty Blood. It might be too difficult. Who knows? That might be the case because that's just how the games are looking. Yeah. It's yeah, they're each their own. The, the the other part that I really appreciate with Melty Blood as well, and this not so much has to do I mean Strive was a little bit at fault with doing this early on, but uh can you think like see how many weeks of KOF trailers we've had. Yep. And yeah, man. and see how much we know and see the time that we've seen Melty Blood type Lumina and look at how much we know there. Like I know what the UI looks like. I'm starting to understand the game mechanics. Like I know the release date. I know what the roster is going to consist of. Dude. It it all it's all there for me. And like I really appreciate the rollout of information. Where with Strive, we were like, oh, the UI is a placeholder. And then it turned out to be not a placeholder. And then <laughs> we're like, oh, the lobbies, you know, they kind of work, but they don't really. And then they have to change those. So with Melty Blood, it just seems to be a little bit more transparent. And maybe they're just able to afford to do that because of the fact they're a little yeah. smaller. But yeah, seriously. Look look at I mean, I just I still think that the king the way the King of Fighters 15 is doing it is like it, it ain't way. it's yeah it's not good but with melty blood it's just been it's such a a breath of fresh air so that's why mm -hmm. i really really appreciate it yeah man because they came out i mean they're showing the game mechanics in 10 12 snippets on their on their twitter which they like i mean twitter isn't the greatest spot but they already put it on the website and they're probably going to upload it onto the website as well so like it's all there man like they show like the heat gauge okay well they're doing these little snippets and it's like well look hey i don't i don't know much about the game but by the time i get to play it i'll probably know what it what the heat is or something or the magic circuits and it's super simple they just so, show an activation of the heat or whatever and boom there you go it recovers health and it probably does a couple of other things it's not that it's not hard and that's what i like about them they made it easy they made it so easy and palatable for me as a person i don't like too much words man <laughs> i don't like all those words and, and and things and it's all this extra stuff that's not what i get into these games for i just want to get in there and press some buttons man yeah you get to see a little bit of the stage interaction you yeah, get man. to hear a little bit of the soundtrack which oh my god the soundtrack i can't wait yeah, for man, that. oh my god i can't wait for that game bro. i am waiting <laughs> i am i want something man. And, uh, I, and it's coming out in, in two months come on bro hell yeah can't beat that you can't beat that. Who you knows when Chaos is dropping? They're like quarter one. I don't believe that. I don't believe <laughs> nothing anymore. Not till that game is on a shelf. I don't believe that. 
Dude, how many times Strive got delayed? Twice, right? Yes. Well, well one time out of 2021. Uh-huh. And then, or rather, one time out of 2020. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, from, from April to June. And then how long have we known of the existence of that game? Like in 2018, I think. That was like the first time anybody, and people were playing it. So they had like tech demos available. A uh, long time, man. Yeah, it's been, it? yeah I, think, I think 2019, early 2019 is uh, maybe the first build um, mm. behind closed doors. But I think then you also had the closed beta, which was mm -hmm. a little later. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a little while. Yeah, man, it was a long time, dude. That's That's a long time coming, man, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a long time coming. Yeah. Well, I guess I said we had no shill of the week, but it turned out to be melty blood anyway. So <laughs> you gotta fit it in, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have a couple of news items this week. Uh, speaking of Strive, so this is has to do with uh, Guilty Gear Strive's crossplay plans. So this kind of flew under the radar, but on July fourth, twenty twenty one, during an interview with Comunidad Arc System Works. The developer confirmed that PC to console crossplay is in quote unquote verification process, though the team recognizes uh, that some issues have to be handled before that happens, such as schedules and costs of servers. Because of this, there isn't a uh, concrete date as to when crossplay will be implemented. However, it is something that they're looking at in the future. Uh, the interview was also home to uh, details which included Arc System Works again, kind of reiterating the fact that they, they do want to bring rollback to uh, older titles. But uh, again, there are no concrete plans. It's just something that they would like to do. But uh, we'll see what kind of resources resources they actually put, uh, put to action to, to make that happen. And then in other news, we have uh, final input delay or input lag numbers for Guilty Gear Strive, which... Uh, had come out so we knew about the uh, PlayStation 4 and the PC numbers but recently we got the PS5 numbers so here is what they look like so uh, the game has less than one frame of input lag which was uh, multiple tests which averaged out to 0.71 frames on a high-end PC build which is what most people don't have right most people will have a standard build that play Guilty Gear Strive. So that's like the best of the best. You'll get under one frame. Um, for standard PC builds, however, the average uh, during the multiple test was 1.8 frames of input delay. So that was just under two was pretty consistent for 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 the, you know, how you see in Steam, you see like the recommended uh, whatever uh, hardware that you need to play this game. So that's, that's what it means. Mm. Um, on PlayStation 4, the results on average came just shy of four frames of input delay. So that was 3.9 average through multiple tests. So that's on PlayStation 4. I didn't see if that was PlayStation 4 Pro, but I'm assuming because most people are probably playing on Pro in 2021 and not regular PlayStation 4. But uh, mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. and, and last but not least, uh, under six frames, just under six frames of input delay, on PlayStation 5, so 5.8 average through multiple tests. So that's um, that's a lot of lag to get your input out there for PlayStation 5. And I heard recently that if you play the PlayStation 4 version on PlayStation 5, that actually has less input delay than the PlayStation 5 version of the game, which is oh, kind of wow. odd, yeah. But uh, we, we can get to the input delay numbers uh, here in a bit. 
but uh, the first thing that you you see here as far as the the crossplay and the their plans to trying to to get PlayStation and PC playing together uh, I see some people were like you know poo-pooing this idea being like ah, I highly doubt Arxis will do it remember when we talked about uh, that whole Apple versus mm-hmm. yeah that whole case uh, Sony makes it very difficult to get crossplay out there so yeah. I don't know how much this is has to do with Arxis specifically. I think I don't know why developers wouldn't want to do this for their games because more players playing it everywhere is good. But you know, mm-hmm. Sony is definitely a hindrance in that. So I yeah. don't know how much that is on them per se. But I think this is probably more of a Sony thing. So um, yeah, as far as them being in verification process, I think that uh, they probably want to push for this, but they have to get the okay from from Sony since they are exclusive to that platform on uh, on console. So we'll, we'll see. It's it's very difficult to get crossplay going with Sony as your as your main partner. So, um, but what what do you think about crossplay? I think that could be really good for Guilty Gear Strive. Oh man, I mean that'd be godlike for those guys, man. They they probably it seem they'd probably play that game forever at that point, man, because mm-hmm. they don't really ever have to worry about if. I mean, you know, what was it? Jam, I remember, or uh, yeah, I think it was Jam that was saying that he can't play that like he doesn't have a PC, so then right. he would be able to play everybody on PC and stuff like that. So. It would pretty much bridge the communities together, which would essentially help them very much. I mean, that that could make the that would even make the meta and stuff like that grow much differently because everybody's locked to like either console or PC, and you know, PC is always better because and because of that reason, you'll see more of the better players or at least the more hardcore guys playing on PC because of the also the kind of like the requirement of the uh, Ethernet cable. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be a lot better in terms of uh, in, in overall. It, it's a great I, thing if they can. I hope they get. I hope it happens for those guys because, like, I remember. My, I think Mike Z mentioned it that that was one of the reasons why he couldn't get Skullgirls to be crossplay. Um, Sony's just difficult for whatever reason. I think. Uh, I think if it wasn't if 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 the game was like Fortnite, it probably wouldn't be no problem, man. Because they could get so much money out of Fortnite. They're like, yeah, let's get this crossplay or like. What was that car soccer game? I forgot. I think that was like crossplay too, man. Yeah, Rocket League. So yeah, it took a yeah. little while for Sony mm-hmm. to to okay the Rocket League crossplay because they uh, they got the I think they got the okay from uh, Xbox, PC, and Switch, and then they had to mm, wait on yeah. Sony because you know Sony always got to be difficult. And it's amazing when Nintendo's like more willing to do that than Sony, but I mean Sony isn't like the greatest either. So I mean mm-hmm. I feel like Microsoft is like. Your best bet is probably going through like Microsoft, but did Strive even drop on Xbox? No, it did not. Man, they oh, I don't understand why they do that though. Man, they they don't like. I I, I think the Japanese just don't like Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they maybe there's some other reason, but yeah, the I think the the install base for the Xbox in Japan is just really low, so they don't even. I've heard of that too. Yeah. They don't. I don't think they want to make um, probably Sony angry. Be like, because the reward to put it on a console that most people don't own, versus trying to you know be in the good graces of a console mm-hmm. manufacturer that most people own, probably outweighs that decision. Being yeah. like, all right, you know, we won't sell on on Microsoft, but we'll make Sony happy, and you know, hopefully they'll help us out in the future. But uh, it probably yeah. won't be with Crossplay. They'll probably really have to uh, to try to to really push for that but uh, hopefully they can get it done i think it'll be really good for that game 
Yeah, and even more so the fact that Sony is, well, oh, man. So, you know, it just made me think of something, man. It made me think of the fact that it's like, watch, they're going to, uh, Sony's going to be like, nah, you got to sell us, uh, you got to sell us your IP, art. You know what I'm saying? They got to, they, because remember they were trying to, like, the rumor of them buying it. What if that's the problem? They have to go, <laughs> have to sell the souls to get some crossplay, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, if that rumor uh, turns out to be true. But uh, I, th- I just think it would be it'd be really good for the community. But I, I, again, I mm-hmm. I don't know what happens in the you know behind closed doors with the numbers and stuff like that. So who knows? I mean, um, Sony could be could be against it, and it probably won't happen. So um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll keep an eye out on that. But uh, yeah, crossplay for any game would be really good. But for Guilty Gear Strive, especially, I think it'll do um, just continue on that forward momentum that that game is going on. So. I I think they'll get it though for whatever reason because it's just making so much numbers you know it's it's such a talk of the town man you know it'll definitely I feel like it'll happen just based off like influence alone man. Mm-hmm. Now, if we do get crossplay for this game, how long do you think until people on the console side start pointing fingers at the people on the PC side for having an advantage because they have less input delay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like they point fingers even if the input delay is like it's same. like better on our end. Like, yeah, man, I feel like they've done that before too. I feel like they did that with Street Fighter Five a lot, man. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, the uh, the numbers were were pretty interesting. So as far as like four frames, I guess four frames on a two D game is still a little high because mm-hmm. like you could do four frames on like you know Tekken or Dead or Alive or something like that. It's not ideal to be honest. It's not ideal at all. But it's not eight, so that's good. But uh, 2D games, I think, have to be a little bit more responsive. And having four frames on PlayStation 4 and almost six frames on PlayStation 5, six frames is, that's that's no bueno. That's not. That's bad, man. Yeah. If locals and majors want to start transitioning over to PlayStation 5 hardware for their uh, tournaments, that has to be looked at because otherwise mm-hmm. you'll uh, you'll run into another situation where like in 2015 we're still all playing on Xbox 360s because the PS4 has major lag. So, <laughs> all right, we have uh, one final news item and uh, Pringle, they're they're listening. I am I am sure of it. Mm. SNK is a listener to this podcast because hey, we got the. Uh, Real KOF news after my rant about how I'm not covering this game anymore until they show me something. <laughs> <laughs> so on July 6, 2021, SNK announced on their official Twitter page that the King of Fighters 15 will release on nearly every single platform at launch, which include the PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Windows 10, Steam, and the Epic Game Store during the first quarter of 2022. That's a that's a TBA on that last nope. part, but... <laughs> <laughs> so the only snubs of this release are the Switch and the Xbox One. God damn, no love for the Switch, huh? <laughs> mm. So well, but this news came out before that new Switch came out. I forgot what the new Switch is called. But, man, uh, no, that's garbage. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I don't hey, know. man, Nintendo pooped on their fans once again, and they're gonna be like, mm, "Delicious doo doo, sir." <laughs> Dude, all they did was give it. Is it, it less whole, powerful? No, no, no. It's a po- no. Yeah, it doesn't even change. I don't even think there's a power difference. They gave it a new OLED uh, screen, but that's of course if you're playing it on the undocked mode, 
And uh, what what was it? I think that was like it. They changed. It looks a bit different. And Doesn't now, it come guess with what? an Ethernet port, though? Yeah, it comes with an Ethernet <laughs> port. That's, the, that's the how you poop on your fans, man. God damn. Yeah, well, I'm assuming if it's not more powerful than the current Switch, then it won't come. Oh, the come. price? It's like 350 bucks. How much is a regular Switch? Like $300, so you're just paying 50 more. 50 more for, for an Ethernet the port? Screen? Yeah, <laughs> oh, the screen. For an the, OLED, the, yeah. Oh, here it is. The the kickstand is like all the way now. Like it's like it's it's like more. There's more space, and the audio is better. And yeah, that's it really. Huh. Audio is better. More space. Built-in Ethernet port. Man, that's a slap in the goddamn face. Well, I mean, you know, Nintendo fans should be used to that. They should be accustomed yeah, to. Yeah, uh... they, they, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely are used to getting slapped. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, they probably don't have plans for Switch for whatever the reason. If it can't, if it can't run the uh, the game, but uh, it's it's on everything else, so that's good. You know, when we're getting it on Steam, Epic Game Store, um, and Windows 10, so all the PC platforms are getting it the same day, which is good. And then uh, the fact that it's coming to Xbox Series consoles is not super surprising because of the fact that Samurai Showdown, I believe Samurai Showdown is still only on PlayStation 4 and not on PlayStation 5, but it is on Xbox Series X and S. Mm. Yeah. So SNK has developed, been developing this uh, relationship with Microsoft lately, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, so uh, still no word on the UI or progress on the netcode, but this is better than nothing. So this is um, this is good. And uh, like you alluded to earlier, Ramon got a trailer. You know, it's all good. Um, yep. Zio asked, where's Vice, though? Which is uh, one of my main characters in, in King of Fighters, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I actually am not too confident she'll be in the game. So I don't think she'll uh, she'll make it, which is, which is sad. Dude, <laughs> you feel like we just got slim picking. See, this is what I was talking about with Melty. We just figured out about who Xbox Series S Windows. You know what, Melty dropped gave me a date and just put it at the bottom. Hey man, I'm also coming on on all your favorite consoles. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for you. That's what I'm talking about, but. Man, I feel like the horse meme, bro. <laughs> I feel like the horse meme, bro. He's just looking at the water and the I ocean. I like, man. Vice, RIP Vice, dude. I hope he not go drops, but, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with SNK. I want to believe, but they really did doodle on me, so it's making it hard for me. Uh, I'm making it difficult, point. that's for sure. You're going to have to wait for, like, week 46 of character trailers. For I know, right? It's going to be the last <laughs> one, probably, maybe. Yeah. Or she's, like, DLC or something like that. Seven months of character trailers. All right, I'm, oh, I'm done being God, salty dude. about SNK. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, like I said earlier, no topic of the week. Uh, nothing really interesting is happening, so I didn't really feel like it deserved a, a slot in topic of the week so we'll just go straight to listener questions for this week so we have um, a few here um so lurker on discord asks i have been learning and focusing on fighting games for almost two years the road to reach diamond rank in street fighter 5 with zeku made me earn remarkable respect from the people here in my country players challenge me or make me fight against other experienced players very often my results are often mostly flawless victories. Man, he's he's like <laughs> he's like really uh, this dude write himself up. God mm-hmm. damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's funny. Uh, he's, he's flawless victory. That means he's like a Mortal Kombat player, isn't it? Is no, that what they right? Say? Jesus. 
<laughs> I, man, I don't get flawless. I get some trashy ass. You know when you play somebody and you're just going back and forth and you barely mm. strap on by? That's how my victories be looking like. Yeah. I've played I've played dudes like that where you had like a really close game and, and yeah. like at the end like they beat you and be like bodied. Be like, what do you mean bodied? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you 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 struggled just as much as I yeah. did. But anyway. Uh, so he says, but regardless of my opponents, I feel very nervous with anxiety making me uncomfortable even after winning. This is something that I don't see people talk about very often and has been a struggle for me. So I wanted to ask if you guys have any tips or stories about dealing with an- the anticipation of important matches or tournaments. I have a good one, but it's not its not my experience. It's a friend of mine's. But uh, I'll, I'll tell that after... after uh, whatever you have here for for tips or suggestions with tournament nor- nerves or i guess important matches nerves i'm sure you've had plenty of those with your schoolgirls experience oh uh, yeah man i mean because it's so easy to buy, get ex- to explode so yeah it's like oh man i hope i don't die <laughs> mm-hmm. but nah yeah but man, man your, your case sounds like you're like yours it, it's like usually the case is like Man, I keep I, I I win and like it's hard and I'm struggling and I get nervous, man. He, and when I, I get when I'm, I'm I'm nervous and it makes me lose, it sounds like he's like I'm out here bodying everybody and I'm still getting nervous even after I body them. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Usually, I mean, personally, there's not really anything you can do about your nerves outside of constantly putting yourself into those situations that forces you to deal with them more and more. Mm-hmm. So the more, like for me personally, I feel like my tournament nerves kind of leave. It's like, if I don't use it, I lose it. So like, I'm better offline, of course. Um, but I definitely like, my tournament nerves can definitely come and mess me up, depending on how comfortable I feel with the game. Because sometimes my movement isn't there. And if I don't play ahead of time, it can really, really mess me up. But I feel that the more you get into the situation that you don't like, the more you will become more comfortable with the situation in general. So basically the only way to deal with that is to keep doing it. Like if you're, if you're going to tournaments or online tournaments, keep joining them. If you join them more and more, it feels more like you're just doing it normally as opposed to feeling nervous. It's not, as opposed to it's being this big thing, you're just going like, Hey man, it's just my Friday. It's just my Tuesday. It's just my Wednesday. You're kind of just doing it more and more. Cause I think that's what separates a lot of like, a lot of good players from the really top guys because they're so used to just constantly in tournament scenarios so they get used to being uncomfortable in those situations where you have to pretty much get used to it and when you get more and more used to those situations you're more able to deal with a lot of those things a lot better mm-hmm. yeah just the repetition and trying to get comfortable with it that's basically what i wanted to reiterate with my device as well but as far as the story so uh shout outs to altilla he's a real life friend of mine Mm-hmm. and uh we actually we uh he's a part of the group that i always go to combo breaker with every year but uh the first combo breaker that we've ever went to you know i entered uh tekken and unist and i believe he only entered tekken and he had uh early pools he had 10 a.m pools and it was mm. his first ever major experience and combo breaker uh back then was was really growing so it was like it was a really large scale event and he's never been to one of those before mm-hmm. so I remember when uh, he sat down and he played uh, this Yoshimitsu player, and it was actually a pretty close match, but he ended up losing. I believe he lost uh, two to two to one, and he was he was he was put in losers bracket. But then when he got up, 
he's like, dude, look at my hand. I'm like, I'm shaking. He's like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> yeah. really nervous. And he's like, this is crazy. He's like, dude, I've been in the military and I wasn't shaking this much. Like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, he's like, I, I've, I've never been like this nervous just sitting down playing a game because of the atmosphere and like the expectation that, you know, I, I don't want to lose. And he's like, dude, I've, <laughs> I've, I've traveled the world and, you know, with, with the military and I haven't been like this, <laughs> this nervous. Hey, but he was like, it's a different type of feeling. But his second match went much better, right? He, it yeah. almost like it, it was like an adrenaline dump of nerves. Mm-hmm. And then like the second yeah, match man. was much smoother. And then every subsequent year that we went to Comic afterwards, he didn't have those same nerves. So he really got him out of his system that one year. But I remember that first uh, that first match he's ever had offline in a, in a setting that 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 large that he's holding a stick with one hand and he's like showing me his other hand. He's like, dude, my hand is shaking. <laughs> I was like, so funny. <laughs> but it was, yeah. it was like, it was cool to see because it, it meant that like, you know, he was really hyped up for the moment, but mm-hmm. the more he, he did it and he got comfortable with playing offline, especially in a scale like combo breaker where you have uh, a lot of people watching and a lot of people, you know, because uh, you know, for people who haven't been to majors before, the the matches on stage are the ones that you usually see on stream right but there's so many other games being played and around those games you have like a circle of people watching those games because they're supporters of your you know your friends or spouses or whatever so it is still pretty rattling because you know i had another friend who i went to comic breaker with and he was uh he was almost getting heckled by this group behind them because he was playing their buddy and every time he dropped a combo he was like oh see he ain't got those or whatever and like <laughs> and and it was kind of getting to him but it's like a part of the environment but once you experience oh, yeah. it more and more you really get used to it so i think yeah like you said just repetition and practice mm-hmm. and eventually don't you know don't put those expectations on you leading yeah, in man, because seriously. that's a lot of pressure you know yeah man if, if you're going around saying you having flawless victories then i'd almost <laughs> say your your victory shouldn't be flawless, man. Your victories shouldn't come out that easily because if your victories are flawless, that means that they're easy. That means you gotta go. You gotta go to the next level because you you're not like you're not there yet. So you 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 should be always uncomfortable. Your ass should not be feeling comfortable, dude. I will tell you this right now. A lot of the top like you'll see these people at the biggest tournaments. And like they'll act all comfortable, man. BS. The reason why we act like that is to hide our right. feelings. You you act like you act all poppy and you you start going crazy with the crowd. That the reason is it's the best. It's the best way to deal with whatever you're feeling. Because like I almost say like Sonic Fox is probably my perfect example. You'll see this dude. He's popping off, having a good ass time. And yeah, sure, he's having a good time. That's kind of how he is. But man, once his ass starts sweating. Once he starts getting his ass torn or beaten or losing, then he's like, "Oh, hold up, man! I need to shut. The, I need to play my game." And then he's, and the nerves kick in because then now, whatever he has, it's in danger. It's that that thought process of you have to understand whatever you got, it's not secure. So you sit there and you're like, "Man, hopefully I don't win. Hopefully I, I mean, hopefully I don't lose. Hopefully all these things just running through your head, man. Like, and I get that really badly sometimes. And like your friend, like your friend." Even me in the Marine Corps having dudes scream in front of me is nothing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. But, man, I sit down. Man, I'm nervous as all hell, man. But, like, I, I just don't. You can't. Like, you got to. you. I don't want to say you got to kind of ignore it. And what's funny is usually whenever that happens and I don't I, and I get and I lose out of my winners, 
and I'm in the loser's bracket, I feel a lot better, man. Oh, yeah. But sometimes I would even say those tournaments sometimes run so long that I just want to go home and like that, <laughs> that, that, oh, that beats that feeling. But yeah, it's, it's so much about just, just doing it and, and practicing and, and doing it more and more and, and having that. You shouldn't be comfortable though. I would even say that. Get your ass uncomfortable because that way you can get used to being uncomfortable. And then the more you get used to that, you could body people at the worst, man. Like you could just beat people at your worst because that you want to train at the worst so that when you get to the best um, advantageous state you could be in, you're playing like flawless, flawless, quote unquote. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. And it really comes down to you just can't you can't give nobody more than they they want. Like I'm like whenever I, like I think about it, and there'd be so many times it's like, man, you got to respect that. You got to respect this, man. F that. Don't mm-hmm. respect nothing till you feel like you really should, man. Right. I love I love those players though when like they uh they beat you or whatever and like, it's really close and they'd be like, freak. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Yo, body. <laughs> That's funny. Light I'm work. like, man, it was Yo, hold up, man. I had friends do that. I was like, yo, free. I'm like, wait a minute. That was almost a double KO, man. Right. All right. Uh number two comes by way of discord rag asks uh how come when a bad game releases in a series people almost always pretend the good games never existed obviously not counting exceptions like bb tag or strive <laughs> damn oh, that, those are shots is he, um, oh is that what he means all right yeah well he means he means bb tag and and strive are the bad games <laughs> yes has he even played i don't even know if he's played strive i wonder if i think played. so i think yeah i think he has um i actually think that's the opposite right i think when when a game comes out everybody this is like such a a common thing i find that like especially with street fighter remember when third strike was the only game around and people were like man i don't like this game yun and chun are just dominating and you know the the red parry system and this and that and it's like this game is cheese i don't want to play this and then Street Fighter 4 came out and be like, man, FADC and doing all this right. ultras and stuff. Let's go back to Third Strike. It's like, oh, now you like Third Strike after you shat on it for <laughs> that many years? And now Street Fighter 4 is the is uh is the trash game. All right. And then when Street Fighter 5 came out, people were like, man, let's go back to four. I don't like these V trigger or whatever. Be like, oh, now oh, you boy. like now you like Street Fighter 4. It'd be not when you shat on it on hard knockdown and Akuma Oki and, and Ibuki doing everything she wants to do. So now that game is good. So like I think that every time a new game comes out, the old game is all of a sudden so much better. Like I don't think they forget the game was good. Like they, the, the their their hate for the new game is so strong that they, like, <laughs> they forgot the about old, their hate for the game for the old game. Yeah. So one funny thing about us as humans is that we tend to really pay more attention to whatever we don't like. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what we do like. Because if you if if I were to say all the good things in my life. I say this is good. This is good. I could say one bad thing about it. I stub my toe. My life sucks ass. That's all it takes. All it takes is like one bad thing. And I don't know what it is. We have such a strong propensity towards anything we hate. But I feel like that's the case. Like when new Street Fighter Six drops, I, maybe that might not be the case because Street Fighter Five hasn't been good. But when Street Fighter Six drops, oh, you people wait. will be like, you yeah, wait. yeah. I'm about to say, all right. I'm about to say Street Fighter Six drops. Like man. Man, ain't enough options, man. These combos ain't that good. Where's the characters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gonna whine about something, man. And it's just kind of how we are. We're 
it's, it's the cycle's never gonna stop because think about it. If it, if they did it with Third Strike, which is funny because they did it with Third Strike, but they ain't doing Street Fighter Two Turbo. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they did it with Third Strike. They gonna do it with whatever alphas in the mix of that crap. They gonna do it for um, Ultra Street Fighter Four. They'll probably even do it for Street Fighter Five. It's gonna happen. Um, but you know, it's just well, gonna look happen. at Strive too. People are like, yeah. oh, you know, Strive is ass. Be like, yeah. oh, okay. You weren't complaining, you know, three years ago about YRCs, but now Strive's ass. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like, man. I mean, I, I would, I would say I'm definitely in that group of people who are like, nah, Strive's ass. Uh, but I didn't like we IRCs either. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so see me a plus R. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then with plus R, you'd be like this, this rigid execution and doing FRCs yeah, and, and test them at being in the game. It's like, all right, oh, every game God. has yeah. its own, you know, thing yeah. going on. <laughs> The nature of fighting game players, you know, you complain mm-hmm. about the game that has come out if you don't like it, and you praise the game that you hated on <laughs> all those <laughs> It's going to happen again, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, and the third and final question this week comes from the Monarch on Discord, and he asks, what's an old JP fighting game you'd love to see remastered and re-released internationally? I would love to see Martial Masters or Fate Unlimited Code come to Steam and consoles in the West. I would, to be honest, the only one that came to mind with this question was Melty Blood, obviously, right? Uh, like, Melty Blood was that one longtime JP franchise that uh, was kind of stuck there for a while. But now that, you know, we're getting a sequel, not so much a, a remake or a remaster, I'm okay with that trade off. But uh, remember, it took a while for the old Melty to actually come to Steam because the game was on pc it existed on pc in like 2011 but it didn't come officially to steam until 2016 which is incredible like that's the game came out in 2002 and i believe the the latest iteration of melty blood came out and in japan probably like around 2012 or so so we got like four years later or something so um on steam on actual steam which i guess doesn't really matter anyway because people are playing on community edition but yeah, I think I think Melty Blood was the only game that I could think of. It was like I would love to see that get re-released. But now that we're getting a sequel, I guess I don't really have that big of a need for it. But still, if we got if if we got Melty Blood, actress again, current code with rollback netcode on Steam, and I didn't have to mm-hmm. you know, swap my IPs with strangers online. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would definitely be playing want that. that too, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I would be playing that in a heartbeat, bro. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat. I don't think uh, I would like to see Darkstalkers get. Uh, Oh yeah, remastered onto the uh, Steam. Like that's definitely one of my uh, my secret loves. If that could get on an actual thing that isn't Fight K, that'd be great. That's like right there, easy for me to open it up, roll back netcode. I'd be playing like the crap out of V Seven if I could be. But damn you, Capcom. Yeah. All right, Pringle. We got a couple last things before we get out of here. Remember last week we were talking about that uh, Way Forward and Arxis game. Well, we got debated. <laughs> Um, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh i already forgot the name of it but that ruby game that was might have been a fighting game is uh actually a metroidvania kind of looking ripoff or whatever and uh I thought it was a beat-em-up man i yeah it's kind of like a weird hybrid of uh, uh both but uh it doesn't look that good to be honest <laughs> it looked like man, a, it looked like a mobile game yeah. man i hate that man it's it's like I was saying, I was like, man, I'd rather my game look like Final Fantasy VII's uh, ugly ass than a mobile game. At least I know Final Fantasy VII looked ugly for a myriad of reasons, but this this is ugly just to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't look great. 
So uh, no fun. You know this rollout for the this announcement took so long. Because think about mm. it. We got this news that all three of these companies are working on a project together in September of 2020. It's July of 2021. That's the best they got to show for it? I guess. Jesus. All right. Well, good God luck to Ruby. Damn. The other thing is uh, I'm way too late on this. This happens. This happened like two or three weeks ago. But um, I just wanted to shout out Daru Ino, who's uh, he's a Korean uh, Guilty Gear player, but he lives in Japan. Uh, for bringing his team back during that 15-15 exhibition uh, for Guilty Gear Strive. So that was really cool to see. He he beat six people after his whole team was down in a single elimination, two out of three. And uh, he was on the brink of losing multiple times against really difficult matchups like Giovanna and Anji. He brought his team back, so I thought that was really cool. And at the end, he had a message for all Eno players. He said, please don't give up on the character. She's like, mm-hmm. I know she's not the the first pick for being the strongest in the game but she has a lot of potential so he, he was like pleading with you know uh you know players he was like please don't give up on her so i was like oh that's really nice he's he's really making the, the character look so much better than she is but uh yeah and she she definitely has a lot of potential in that game and he uh he fought so well man i'm, I'm gonna be real with you man i i shouts out the daru making it far but man i think that character still looks boring as hell man what like, I've seen him play, and I was like, man, okay. It's just not very enjoyable to watch. But it's yeah. dope to see him make strides with the character. I just feel like all I see a lot of Eno do, especially since there's not much error movement, is like like random ass stroke to big threes. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty much kind of relegated to doing that um, a mm-hmm. lot. I like watching him because he's such – he's a very – he's uh, he's not like the most technical player out there, but he – he has a really good mix of technicality and feel. Like sometimes he'll just do things mm-hmm. off of feel. So I like watching players like that. But uh, yeah, I can I can tell why you. Went. I mean, compared to other iterations of Eno, she's definitely. I don't want to say like completely stripped out version of that, but she's less of a creative version of that. But that's not so much because of her. It's more so because obviously the game's mechanics don't allow as much creativity compared to you know yeah. Exert and and Plus R. So, um, but yeah, I mean I. I still think that uh, she's she's still pretty strong in that game. I think every character is pretty strong in that game, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, man, I would say that balance is on point, except for like I guess like Soul and Ram. Which just yeah, just a couple, like but they could get fine tuned and kind of brought back down to earth. Um, but last but not least, this is uh, your former game, Skullgirls, is officially now a main game at Evo Online 2021. So it joins Tekken Seven and Street Fighter Five and a couple other games. As, uh, as having a couple weekends there for Evo Online 2021, which is, uh, you know, congratulations to them. Skullgirls deserves it. But Mike Z died for mm-hmm. this, don't you forget. Mike Z died. <laughs> Damn <for> right, the... <laughs> man. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't exist. Yes. it's. Uh, I feel bad, man. I really feel bad for Mike Z. Every time Skullgirls gets something good happapening it's just like, y'all must think that because Mike Z is no longer a part, this is all happening, but not, nah, fam. Like, this is... Uh, there's some agenda happening here. <laughs> Dude, that, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I feel like if I made the game or I took a big part of it, but, like, let's be honest, dude's like the pops of the game, right? Mm-hmm. It would kind of hurt because, like, I, I'm not able to share in its wealth. Like, he can't really go about talking about it publicly now because nobody want to hear his ass. So it's like it, he has to be dope go if he it. entered, though. <laughs> he should enter the tournament. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to enter as a, as a hidden name. He'll yeah. make, he, he could make top eight, too, man. He, he, may, he makes top eights, but... Yeah, it's kind of just, it makes me kind of feel sad in a way, because it's like, man, 
he didn't get to see what happens. Even if it was a villain, I would still be like, man, you didn't get to see what happens in the end, bro. Mm -hmm. That kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, got taken out for uh, mm -hmm. for no goddamn reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I RP guess we'll never. Hey, know. man, right quick, right quick though, I will say that like, I wish it was having like an actual evil spot as opposed to just the online. But I mean, it's also like by proxy. What else are you gonna show, man? Strive. That's all. And then Tekken, man, that, that's for anybody that wins Tekken online, it's fraudulent, man. It ain't real. Yeah. Anybody that wins those real bad netcode games, fraudulent, man. You might get the money at the end of the day, but it's all fraudulent. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, some of those games really don't deserve a main stage spot, be it even mm -hmm. uh, online. But hey, uh, they but... just can't. It occurred to me, but what about T is TFA getting its spot? It deserves it. Side side tournament. <sighs> There you go, man. Fraudulent ass. Man, that <laughs> tournament is fraud. Garbage. <laughs> we'll be there. Combo break at 2020, folks. <laughs> 2022, yeah. my bad. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of the fact that you bring this up. So, actually, I watched that Guilty Gear Strive uh, Evil warm-up that they uh -huh. had. And uh, it was obviously, it was a region in Japan. So, they had the Evil warm-up. And it was streamed on Sony's channel. And, dude, Sony's about to ruin this event because... Oh man, I seen I, the the overlay's garbage. The overlay the is overlay? atrocious. Oh, We're watching the game in like a tiny screen. The uh -huh. and that and mind you, that was a, a fairly casual setting. That wasn't even like the real shebang because they were in a in a Japanese arcade local, and it was still pretty loose. And it was just kind of like not an exhibition, but it was like a mini tournament that didn't have very high stakes it was mostly just kind of a warm-up right i don't think there was money online um at least i don't believe so mm. but anyway uh for the production was not great because of the fact that they i do they ran like out of the top eight i think they ran five matches and the rest of it is just the camera on on obama and juna and we're watching them talk and Man, they couldn't really let loose either. I was like, man, you could yeah, tell, man. you could tell that like this is not feeling like FGC anymore. This feels like not corporate all the way. But I'm telling you, man, if that was the, if that was the way it was in a casual setting, imagine the real deal in a large venue offline with giant production in 2022. Oh that event is gonna go straight corporate, and I can already tell. Like that's not gonna be. Listen, Evo was already trending to not be a, a like oh, a yeah. major hardcore event anyway. It was a big spectacular event for like a lot of um, you know the mainstream audience. Even though you got a lot of top players playing in those tournaments, mm -hmm. but the uh, the the way that I think Sony is gonna be taking that event is not gonna feel. It's gonna feel like I'm watching like the LCS or some shit. Like it's Bruh, gonna... I was about to say, man, we're going in live, everybody. Oh, that was a good overhead reaction with the RC combo <laughs> up to date. And oh my god, Daru is going to die. It's gonna sound like, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny too? I feel like we mentioned this and predicted it, but like, mm -hmm. dude, why would you sell Evo? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like if the dude, uh, if if Hado sold uh, Rick, sold combo breaker, they sold it to a corporate entity. That's a manufacturing process, man. These are like <laughs> big ass companies that have little Chinese kids running things on a conveyor belt, man. This is corporate entity. You've already you've taken the your hands off of the product, man. And I think that's definitely like yo, I yeah, watching Obama and watching you, I'm like, ugh. 
The, how how funny was it that <laughs> Obama is there commentating Strive? And did you see that one clip where? Yeah, yeah, uh, I said the one you sent me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Obama was like, um, Juna talks to Obama. And he's like, you know, Obama, I'm surprised that you're here. You know, for two years you were you were going crazy for this game. You're you know saying this and mm-hmm. that, and here you are. And uh, you know, you're, you you boomers are gonna learn today. And, and Obama's like, trust me, some of us have already learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, he's. I think he, we did say this though, because I was like, I asked, I was like, you think he's gonna like um, commentate for the game? And you were like, yeah, he probably will, because I mean, that's just his thing. Mm-hmm. And he and lo and behold, he is. But it's like he's man, it's not his game, man. You know, he's he's probably just waiting for Melty Blood at this point too, bro. Let's be honest. Hey, man, everybody got a price. Listen, if you paid yeah, me. Man. To to commentate BB Tang, if the dollar signs are high enough, I'd do it. I'd be yeah, like, all right, yeah, universal yeah, overhead man. into into Waka Universal Pro. overhead. <laughs> I'll even keep it esports with you too, man. And then oh, if yeah. you ask me, I'm like, damn right, I sold out. I got a, I got keys for you. Everybody at price, you're right, man. <laughs> but dude, the fact that Evo has, I mean, Sony has their hands on Evo really does kind of suck though because. I feel like they're going to just, it's just going to get kind of manufactured. And that's always been kind of a fear with oh, big man. companies. Like, that's just kind of what happens when you have so much people on one product. It's it's just going to get manufactured. It's going to be exploited. They got, if they got, they got to pay a lot more people. They got to find ways to cut corners and get more money out of it. And definitely watching it, man. I'm like looking at this snippets of it. The overlay is horrible, but for whatever reason, they thought it was a good overlay. So, Obviously, that means that the dude that does overlays doesn't care about the product. You know what I'm saying? Or he doesn't know any better. And it's like, why? You know. Luckily, like that, that was a warm up, though. I mean, hopefully yeah. they get it right during the real thing. But, uh, man, mm-hmm. I'm just saying for all of you who are interested in Evo, be it spectating or attending next year, don't be surprised. Like, don't get caught off guard okay. that this this event is going to change, in my opinion, pretty dramatically with the way it's presented and the way it's run. Because I think this is going to take on a different form than it has previously. I would also even say that I can't imagine the amount of ads we're going to get. Oh, with. man. Oh, God, they're going to explode us with ads, dude. Like, you thought the ramen was bad. The, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the ramen. And then Evo has this weird thing on Twitch where it's like, hey, you want to pay for no ads? Hey, you got you to gotta drop $10 right quick. I'm like, man, what the hell is that? For three days? No way. This ain't pay-per-view. Yeah. It's okay. I got my Russian hookup. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, man. So they're definitely going to bloat us with ads. And you're going to hear these dudes. Yeah. And uh, now we have to talk about our new, oh, the new Mad Cats controller sticks. And oh, Sony's new game. It's like, oh my God, dude. Jesus. Brought to you up. by Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brought to you by T Mobile, Horizon, and Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> like it's the phone companies and all this stuff. They're going to, and now buy our new TVs. Oh, man. <laughs> No lag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Vita 2 is coming out. 2030. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lagless only ED monitors. Uh, I'd buy dude. I'd buy the Vita 2 though. I'll be honest. No, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are terrible. <laughs> we out here sucking the others. Mm-hmm. All right, Pringle. Let's uh, let's get out of here. We got a tournament to go uh or some of us go run, some of us maybe go watch and uh yeah, so we normally I tell everybody, hey, we'll be back next week. Nope, we will not be back next week. We'll be back the week after that. So uh, if you skip the first part of the show, yeah, uh, everybody, we're going to a bi-weekly. 
uh, format for this show. So uh, just for, again, quality purposes. So we'll see how it works out. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about this new process, but uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be good. But yeah, without further ado, uh, thank you everybody for listening to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 36, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace, y'all. Take care.